You know, today we celebrate the day that Christians believe changed everything about everything. It is the greatest day. It is the best day. Let's listen again to some of the words from that story from the Gospel of Luke chapter 24. It says this, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. You know, if you're not used to this, and maybe even if you are, this seems such a, a, an amazing, like almost unbelievable story. And I was um, out yesterday with the family and, and something came on my news feed on, on social media. Uh, it was an article from the Garden, Guardian newspaper. And so I clicked onto the article and the article was debating the historical evidence for the existence of Jesus. And in the article, it said this, most sensible people, even atheists, scientists and historians all conclude that the, the evidence for the existence of Jesus, both living and dying, is irrefutable. Most Even atheists now are saying, listen, we know Jesus lived. We know Jesus died and was crucified. And then the article said this, and I'm quoting, These abundant historical references leave us with little reasonable doubt that Jesus lived and died. The more interesting question, which goes beyond history and objective fact, is whether Jesus died and lived. So what it said is that, like, if you think Jesus was a myth or a fairy tale or a legend, you know, basically historians and scientists, even those who would say they're atheists, say, hey, that's not true. He lived and he died. The question is, did he die and did he live? That's the question. And I want to share with you three reasons why I believe not only did Jesus live and die, but why I believe that Jesus died and lived. The first are the eyewitnesses. That over a period of about um, uh, six weeks, there were over 500 different people who claimed to have seen the risen Jesus. Now, if you have a hallucination, that can happen. But the circumstances for that to happen are very specific. In other words, it can't happen with a lot of people in a lot of different places. And it doesn't happen with people who are not expecting it or wanting it. So the factors for hallucinations just don't bear credence with this at all. There were eyewitnesses, people who saw the risen Jesus. And of course, they didn't have social media. Their social media was they talked and they wrote. And they talked and they wrote. And so Matthew talked and he wrote. And Mark and Luke and John and Peter and James, who was the brother of Jesus. How many of you got a brother? Anyone got a brother? Listen, you know the whole thing that goes on with brothers. If your brother said to you, hey, if you're, if, would you actually say, hey, my brother, he rose from the dead? No, you wouldn't say that about your brother unless actually it happened. And the eyewitnesses are incredible. You know, history says it takes between 60 and 80 years for a legend to be born. That's long enough for all those people to be dead. And yet within 30 years, thousands of people are claiming to be followers of Jesus. And actually, the Emperor Nero blames the Christians for the fire that spread through Rome. So I believe that Jesus not only lived and died, but that he died and lived because of the eyewitnesses, but also, secondly, because of the evidence. You see, when they turned up, we know Jesus lived. We know Jesus died. But here's the evidence. Nobody has ever found the body. 
So what happened to the body? If the Jews or the Romans had taken the body, then surely when Christianity was growing traction and was threatening the systems of power in the day, surely the Jews and the Romans would say, hey, we can stop all that. Here's the dead body. And everything would have collapsed, but they never did. And maybe the followers of Jesus, maybe they took the body. But then in that case, they lived for all of their life and all but one of them died for their faith and they knew it was a lie. Many people die for their faith. We know that. We see that on our TV screens. But do people die for something that they know is a lie? I don't think so. In fact, this morning I was reading something. A guy called Charles Coulson went to prison for the Watergate scandal that you may remember in the 70s. He became a Christian in prison and he said this. He said, listen, for 12 people to maintain a lie for 40 years and for all of them to die for that lie is unbelievable. 12 powerful men could not maintain a lie for three weeks during Watergate. And he said, that's the reason why I became a Christian. You see, on that day when Jesus died, all of his followers unfriended him. They all unfollowed him. None of them were expecting this because everything that he said in his life was undermined by the fact that he died. When the woman Mary turned up, she wasn't expecting to see the risen Jesus. In fact, nobody was expecting no body. Nobody was expecting no body. This was a shock to them. And then she meets an angel. Little question. Do you think angels are male or female? I think I've worked this out because Mary's crying and the angel says, woman, why are you crying? Definitely a male. <laughs> definitely the angel is a male. When the woman's crying, if the angel says, woman, why are you crying? Definitely a male. Then she turns around and she sees Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus is alive. And that changes everything about everything. And what's remarkable in the evidence is that in the days of Jesus, women's testimony had no credence in the court of law. They were not deemed to be credible. So if you were making something up, guys, you would never put women in the frame to make it credible because their testimony and their story and their witness was not credible. A guy called Lee Strobel is an American. He went to college and studied law. And then later, he trained as a lawyer. Then he became a journalist, a legal journalist. So he had an investigative, um, logical mind. And, and he sat around the breakfast bar one day and, he, and his wife comes in and, and it's, it's late and it's, it's lunchtime, it's on a Sunday. And she says, darling, I need to tell you that the last few weeks when, when I've been out on a Sunday, I've been going to church and I've become a Christian. And Lee Strobel, investigative, legal, rational guy, he said, I'm going to check this out. And he did what Chris did, what you saw on, on, the, on the video there. He went to check it out that, that his wife wasn't brainwashed. And he went to investigate it and he set out to disprove that Christianity was credible and that it was real and that it was true. And this is what he writes. In the end, after I had thoroughly investigated the matter, I reached an unexpected conclusion. It would actually take more faith to maintain my atheism than to become a follower of Jesus. Then he said this, and that's why I'm now celebrating my 30th Easter as a Christian. Not because of wishful thinking, the fear of death, or the need for a psychological crutch, but because of the facts. Eyewitnesses, evidence, but ultimately I believe Jesus not only lived and died, but died and lived because of experience. Every one of those people who met the risen Jesus, their lives were radically, radically changed. So is mine. 
So as many, many people here in this room. So are nearly two billion people on the planet. We would say our lives have been radically changed because we've met the risen, resurrected Christ. Jesus is alive. God has come through. Everything he said about himself is true. And you know, you've heard today on the video there from people who've experienced the resurrected life of Jesus. We remember the day when the life of God impacted our life. And I want to tell you what that means, folks, today. What it means is this. Because of that day, every prayer you ever pray is heard by God. Isn't that amazing? Because of that day, every moment you experience, you don't experience it alone because Jesus lives. Every challenge you ever face, you don't face it alone because Jesus lives lives. Every funeral you ever go to. I went to a funeral of a lady who was at one of my, my first pastors many years ago, passed away. And I went to that funeral. It was so full of hope because whenever you go to a funeral, you don't go to it without hope because Jesus lives. Whenever you serve or whenever you give or whenever you, you're faithful, every ounce of that counts because Jesus lives. And every time something dies in your life, whether it's a relationship or a dream or a hope, it can live again and you can live again because he also lives. Now that song that the guy sang just before the hymn there, I want to just read you the, the lyrics out of this incredible song. It says this, alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope with no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested and my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My orphan heart was given a name. My mourning grew quiet. My feet rose to dance when death was arrested and my life began. So how do you respond to this today? How do you respond to, to what you're hearing today? Well, I want to say, if you do believe, rejoice. Isn't that right? If you do believe, guys, if you say, I believe this, there is no greater day ever to celebrate than today. But if you do, not only celebrate and be thankful, but let's live in the resurrected life. You see, it's not actually true that the tomb was empty. The tomb didn't have a body, but the tomb wasn't empty. Because in the tomb, there were grave clothes. There were the clothes that were wrapped around the dead body. And they speak to me about all those things that speak of death and of decay and of the old life. And Jesus left them all behind and he walked in new life. If you do believe, let's leave behind everything that speaks of death and the old life. And let's walk in the new. Amen. But you know, if you did believe, but now you don't. Maybe you pressed the unfollow button and the unfriend button on Jesus. Maybe you got disappointed. Maybe something or someone died in your life and you don't believe and you don't follow. You can again. You can again. Come as you are. Say, Lord, here I am. And you can know the resurrected life in your life today. Or maybe you don't believe and you're not sure. What can you do? Can I encourage you to do what Thomas did? Thomas was a, was a believer, but then when Jesus died, Thomas unfriended as well, and, and everything died with him. And, and then when Jesus came again to the disciples, Thomas wasn't there. And, and so, and, and so they, they spoke about it, and he said, hang on a minute, you're the eyewitnesses, and I'm looking at the evidence, but he hung around, and eight days later, Jesus came again, and then he experienced him for himself. Because you can hear us talk about it, and you can look at the evidence, but ultimately, it's the experience that will matter. So what you could do is this. You could connect and you could come back. What, what do I mean by that? In, 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 your, um, in your bag that we've given you, there's a connect card. 
It's very simple. You're not signing yourself up for junk mail or signing your life away. All you do is fill that in and there's a pen in the bag for you. You could be thought of everything. And there's a pen in the bag and you fill that card in and pop it in one of the buckets at the, uh, at the exits there. And we will connect with you and then we'll advertise things. And if you want to check that out, then you can do it. That's all it is. It's just a way that you can connect. Secondly, you could come back. Next week, we start a brand new teaching series called Life. There's an app for that. So we're looking at things like ever felt overwhelmed? There's an app for that. There's an application for that in your life. Ever felt wounded? There's an app for that. Ever felt bored? Ever felt disconnected? We're looking at those themes over the next few weeks. So you could connect and you could come back. I'm going to invite the band to come back up and we're going to sing uh, another song together. We're nearly through this morning. But you know, for me uh, on Easter Sunday, and I've been a Christian for a long time now, (laughs) a long time, but I I never get over this. I never get over what God has done for me. I never get over the fact that because He died and because He lives again and because He lives now, I can know Him. I can know God. And there's lots of challenges in my life. Lots of things have died in my life. But I know that when I'm in connection with Him, that Jesus is the most powerful, wonderful, beautiful name on planet Earth. And I want to celebrate that today, don't you? I want to celebrate that. So why don't we stand and we're going to sing this incredible song that we sing here at the church. And then I'm going to come back and explain what's going to happen as we finish our time together. But you know, if you know that this is true, if you know that this is true, guys, I want to encourage you. Open your mouths and your hearts and your lives and worship Him again on this incredible day. The best day, the greatest day, the day where everything about everything changed.